This is Devin writing daily because that's what we do to write better, write more, get our stuff done. We write daily. So today I have with me the fantastic Jennifer Hurwitz. And, you know, we met at something called New Media Summit. She is, I don't know, bubbly, a rock star, kick-ass, smarty pants, all of those kinds of fantastic things. And not surprisingly, she has a story to tell. And so I'm going to read her. Well, first off, Jennifer, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Thanks. Good, good. Okay, so... So I'm going to read what I have as a short bio. Uh, Jennifer Hurwitz Weintraub is the, is the best-selling author and winner of the Best Television Episode Screenplay Award at the Atlanta Comedy Film Festival for her TV pilot based on her blog, The Truth Hurwitz. That is words. That, no, that is a good one. Jen hates shrimp and grits and refuses to say bless your heart, and rarely steps outside between June and October, and being from Detroit makes living in the South a bit hard to handle. Add a divorce, two kick-ass teenage boys, and a pretty cool ex-husband, you've got something to write about, one happy divorce. Mm -hmm. Jennifer's reader describe her as raw and in your face, and they're right. She is thrilled to have published her first novella and can't wait to release her next in the spring, Jennifer. Yeah. Oh, that's that a, is a whole bunch of stuff. And that's all a mouthful. of it. That's a mouthful. It's a mouthful and it's yeah. impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So we've already talked a little bit. And so I, I, I guess the first question is uh, you're a writer. How did you get started? Because I, because it's, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're already laughing. So yeah. <laughs> let's, is it all right if we just jump, start yes, there? Yes, go, go, go. I love it. I love yes, it. let's start there. How did you get started? Well, um, oddly enough, and this may be funny to your writer, author, reader, people, um, I, I'm, I wasn't a writer. I wasn't, I was not a writer. I went to Michigan State University. I graduated with, with a degree in social work. And um, then I went to nursing school. And then I was a DJ. I was a DJ for 15 years and a stay-at-home mom. And um, remarkably enough, I ended up divorced. You know, you've, we'll jump just right ahead. So I ended up divorced. And one day I thought to myself, you know what? I need to do something cathartic. I decided to, I was always journaling, you know, quietly by myself, journaling and writing down my thoughts. And I thought, you know what? I need to do something cathartic. I'm going to write, start a blog. I didn't even really know what a blog was. Kind of, I didn't really. And my 14-year-old, I actually was 11 at the time, said, Mom, you cannot write a blog. You're too old to write a blog. And I was like, really? So I said, well, how do I even start a blog? And he said, go on blogger.com. So I sat down one day and I started writing. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll publish this first one, you know, and see what happens. And I didn't think anyone would ever read it. I really honestly didn't. I mean, I just thought I'll push publish and see what happens. Well, I pushed publish. And within days, I had 1,000 readers. Um, it was like instant boom uh, craziness. And I got readers, um, I got feedback that was crazy. Like, you're saying what I'm thinking. You're writing what I'm feeling. I can't believe this. Finally, someone's saying, and I was like, oh God, wow. You know? And so I kept writing. Um, and six months into my journey on the blog, um, still blogger.com, this, you know, whatever, nothing big, just little lips on the top that said the truth hurts. Um, I got a call from an agent. 
in LA who his wife read my blog. And he said, look, we want you to, you know, basically write a sitcom, a pilot based off your life. We think it's hilarious. We think it's funny. I'm like, well, what's so funny about it? I don't think it's so funny, but basically a girl dropped in the South, a Jewish girl in the South, um, sink or swim, gets divorced, has two kids, blah, blah, blah. We think it's hilarious and we love your writing. And I was like, oh, I'm looking for Ashton Kutcher, you know, punked. And um, I'm like, there's just no way. And there was a way. And I signed with UTA and I flew out to LA and we started, I started writing and I had to learn how to write a pilot. I mean, it's totally a screenplay, like crazy. Um, and I did, I learned how to use Final Draft. And uh, sadly enough, I had zero support from anyone. My family was like, you're absolutely crazy. Uh, there's no way you're not a writer. Everyone was like, you're not a writer. You're not a writer. And I just kept writing. So that's kind of how it happened a little bit. <laughs> so you obviously do it well and you keep, and you're still doing it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 25,000 readers later. Yeah. So can you call, I mean, are you at this place? It took me forever to get to the place where I would refer to myself as a writer. Oh my gosh. Right. So are you a writer? Like, in other words, you refer to yourself or are you a blogger? I always refer to myself as dabbling. Dabbling. No, you're a writer. You're, no, I would I, call you, yeah, you're a writer. Oh, I'm a writer, but it took a long, long time yes. to get to that headspace. So, well, so sure. where are you with that headspace now? Because we're talking years later, you finished your screenplay, right? Oh, you have to finish the screenplay. It's Still shots. blogging and you've got yeah. a novella, at yes. least. Yes. And you know what? It's funny. Um, I think, I think it, probably the blog didn't do it. I didn't call myself a writer. I called myself a blogger. Um, I think when I got, this is awful. Maybe my first paycheck, maybe my first $50 paycheck for writing an article in the Charlotte Observer. Um, maybe that was, that solidified my, I don't, you know what? It, it was hard. No one would, even my parents, like until I wrote my book, were, you know, they've never really said she's an author or she's a writer or my daughter, Jennifer, the author, you know, it's really hard. It was really, really hard. My kids supported me um, the whole way through. You know, I think they were my biggest, my ex-husband supported me, which is really strange, but he did. He was like, Jen, you can do this. Don't give up. I mean, I, it's been three years now of shopping my pilot and I haven't, I mean, you know, it's yes and it's no, and it's yes and it's no. And it's, it's just, it's awful. LA is tough. It's a tough thing, you know, to go through. I, I'm from Los Angeles oh, so you know. and, and was in the film industry and so I know. ran screaming. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, it's absolutely hideous. And it's, it's, it's I, but I think, I mean, we've talked a lot about sort of like the idea of rejection, because I think yeah. there's, I think there's two things that, that go into this writing thing. One mm -hmm. is sort of like sitting by yourself in a small, dark room. Mm -hmm. And the other is putting yourself out there and having to deal with like you work really hard. Yeah. And so, so before we move, I want to talk a little bit more about the pilot thing, but I also want to talk about that because you just had your first novella coming out, yes. come out. Is that correct? November. Mm -hmm. So how is that going and what's that experience like for you? You know what? I got really spoiled. I'll be completely honest. I got really spoiled. Um, I launched it November 8th and I sold 1200 copies in the first two weeks. That's so, great. Yeah, but it's, it's not, that's not real. I mean, that, that's not, that doesn't typically happen. Mm -hmm. So I think because of the platform that I already have with the blog and um, my Facebook following and my, you know, all of what I had already established, I, I exploded quickly. 
and then I settled and then it settled, you know? So I'm like, well, wait a minute. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? I'm only, I only sold two copies this week, you know? And you get really excited. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's going on? You know? So, um, and as you know, and you're a writer too, but I think all writers, we get really um, caught up in what we're selling. I think, well, maybe not all writers, but I did. And I would go to book signings and I wouldn't sell as much as, as many as I thought it was, was going to. And I think it, it gets real personal, right? Mm. And especially um, when you have a divorce book, you're not selling to the whole world, right? You're selling to your, your niche. So um, yeah, I got spoiled and it's hard. It's really hard, but it's it's exciting. So you take the good or the bad. So uh, you've done, you've told us about it, but you didn't actually tell us the name oh. of your book. Oh. Do you have your book? Aren't you supposed to wave it around in front of you? I do. It's actually, wait, hold you, on. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you. You're actually the first person I've even, that I've been on millions of all these podcasts. Wait, wave it again. Wave it again. Is it backwards? It's called One Happy Divorce. Hold the bullshit. And um, it's funny. people say to me they're like um are you pro-divorce and I'm I know I'm not pro-divorce I'm pro-marriage but I feel like if you have to get divorced you should do it the right way um that's kind of my shtick so you know it's good it's good stuff well well so so obviously you wrote it based on you've already mentioned somehow you managed to mention your ex-husband yeah um, he's a good guy he's a good guy and so what in I mean obviously did you have a good divorce we did. And you know what? Um, we had a really good divorce because I think we, we just made the conscious like choice to do it the right way. And when I mean right, I mean right, like, you know, there's not a good or right or wrong way to do it. But we decided that I basically said to him, look, you know, um, we're miserable and we can, you can either stay with me the rest of your life <laughs> miserably, or we can do this, you know, the right way and be friends and be amicable and be flexible and be kind and co-parent for our children. And he's like, okay, sounds good. You know, like it was like almost one of those things, like I'm either going to be stuck with this bitch or we're going to do this right. So, um, and that's what we did. And I think we just put our kids first. And, um, you know, I wrote the book really because first of all, two reasons, twofold. I needed a book to go with the pilot. Um, one of the producers I was working with at the time said, look, Jen, we need a book. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just spit one out. And I did. And I write really fast. And then the other reason was I felt like when I was going through my divorce, if I would have had a book that told me what not to do, that would have been really great, <laughs> you know, because I made tons of mistakes that I, I wish someone would have handed me this book and said, here you go. Because I feel like when you get divorced, you're not in the right headspace to make good decisions. And I wasn't listening to anybody that was attached to me emotionally. I wasn't listening mm. to my friends. I wasn't listening to my parents. I needed an unbiased um, thinking partner, like someone who could give me a hand. And that's why I'm coaching now. So I can help people kind of get in the right headspace because I wasn't there. So that's kind of why I wrote it, to help people some. No, I think, that, I think that's, honestly, at some point, that's what we do. I think we write stuff out. Now, yeah. did you write this from uh, a third-person perspective, or did you say, or is this a first-person thing? How did you, you it's wrote in, in first-person? Yeah, so, my voice. Okay, so if you're writing in your voice, and you're writing about divorce, yeah. I'm, can I go out on a ledge and say you're writing about your divorce? Yes, I wrote completely, my, yes, my kids, my, their names, my, I'm, I'm writing in completely my story. 
um, which yeah, in Charlotte, when you're living in this small community, um, yeah, I mean, it definitely changed the, my dynamic of my life here. Um, I walk into places and people go, oh my God, there's that girl, you know, or she's the one that wrote that book. It definitely, it changed a lot of things for me. Um, I lost some married friends, you know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. My kids, um, their friends are like, oh my God, your mom wrote that blue book, that blue book at Barnes and Noble. There's, you know, it's like, it's, it's different. You know, I, I was in Target and someone screamed out, oh my God, it's Jennifer, look at it. I'm like, really? <laughs> it does, it changes things um, when you're actually writing your story, right? I mean. So when, you know, obviously, you know, I, I wrote a memoir and yes, which means yes. you tell on yourself and you yes. tell secrets and yes, you, you talk about how, how flawed Oh. Uh, at least I don't know about you. I'm wildly flawed. So was there, was it like, was there any process? Like literally what I did after I finished like the last period of the book, I went over to my mother's house and I sat her down exactly. and I said, nobody looks good. Mm -hmm. And you're in this book. Mm -hmm. Was there a sort of like a critical mass point for you of like, Hey, I've let these secrets go. Or were you just kind of like, I'm writing and go kill yourself if you have an issue? Well, or how did you how did you navigate that that personal well, giving of yourself? Here's the thing about this book. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, I was honest about me. I was honest about my feelings. I was I left my family out of it. Um, I was really hard on me. You know, I was real vulnerable in my own space mm -hmm. and honest with my person. I, 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 didn't, I didn't involve my, my family. Um, my next book, maybe not so much. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was very open about my relationship with Mark and my kids. But I didn't tell their story because I felt like it was their story to tell. Um, yeah, so I didn't have to do any, for, you know, I, I didn't have any forgiving or any, to ask for any forgiveness, mm. but it definitely changed my, my relationship with my family. It definitely did, you know. So was it, was it, did it improve or was it an initial, an initial shock or how could you say that? Or yeah, even no, if it's you know about what? you, I'm sure they're like, yeah. well, shouldn't you keep some of yes. that? Well, I got that already because of the blog. So when I started writing the blog, my family was devastated. They were like just mortified because my blog is very racy, very, very racy and very in your face. And oh, I touched on things that, you, I mean, yeah. So my parents were like just people and their friends would say, oh my God, do you know what she's writing? And did you read that one yesterday? And oh my, and my poor mother, my poor father, oh my poor dad. But they've been, <laughs> they've been really good. They've been really good. And I think as I got deeper into the writing and they realized that I wasn't giving this up. I mean, my parents actually said to me at one point, look at, you know, we're done, Jen, until you decide to stop writing. And I'm like, well, that's it. You know, guys, it's nice to know you. And I'm, this is not, I'm not giving this up. You know, and my kids were like, mom, you can't give up. You can't give up. You have to keep going. You're going to do it. You know? And three years later, I've, I've got awards and I'm doing my thing. And I try, to, I try to set an example for my children that you have to have grit. You know, you have to persevere and you have to keep going. Um, I want to cry. But like, I really think it's important to show your, your kids and your people around you that you just you can't just give up, right? 
got to keep going. So. No, I, I think I think writing is a lonely business. It is in, in many in many aspects, especially the the sort of like the physicality of what writing right. is. Right, you know, right. Once every blue moon, I'll sit in a library, but the vast majority of the time, it's a small dark room by myself. Really, I like yeah. to I like to write at Starbucks. Do you? I do. You know what? I feel like if I sometimes if I sit by myself too long, um, I I I can't seem to get my I can't write. I, I I tend to get a lot more closed-minded. I don't know what's that word like writer's blockish. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. I I sit at Starbucks for some reason. I feel like at least there's some people around me. Maybe. I don't know. I put my headphones on. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. I, like I there's I like to be alone. I think there's too much activity. I think yeah. there's too many human beings. Yeah. There's it's certainly you know I'm in Southern California, so that yes. everybody's a writer. Yes. So if you oh. go into a Starbucks, there's 35 people that are all have their computers out. Nobody's oh. drinking coffee, which oh. is fine. I have no moral compunction about that. But so, so do you have that? Is is the same kind of thing happening where you're at? Where no, you're at? You're in, in, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Charlotte, okay. it's beautiful here. I mean, it's it's just so quiet <laughs> and so slow and so pretty. And everyone's golfing. And, you know, it's just very, very um, the opposite of where you are, right? Um, it's just everyone is, is just running. Everyone's working out and running outside. And, you know, it's the, I mean, there's no, no one's wearing black. I'm, I always wear black. I've got my motorcycle boots. You know, these women are, they're just beautiful and perfect. Everything's perfect. Everything is perfect here. There's nothing not perfect. So when you throw me into the mix, it's just everyone does, doesn't know what to do. You know, I shake everybody up. So you can imagine what this book and what my vlog and what me does here. It kind of, it's very shaky, shaky. So yeah, it's, um, it's very, it's been a great, it's been a crazy experience, you know, crazy. crazy. So obviously being, you know, I mean, part of me says, oh, she's kind of like the fly in the ointment, even if you're yes. not, yes, but I you're am. kind of like this sort of a, a bit of an outsider I'm gathering. Yes, I, am. Um, I am. So that's great. I mean, that's, that's great stuff for writing to be it sure. Is. I, you know um, what? Yeah, you're right. So when you write, is there a certain... Uh, system to it for you? Or is it like, Ooh, I'm feeling it now. And then yes. you run to Starbucks. That's what I do. And sometimes this is so crazy. Devin, you won't believe this. I'll be in my shower and I keep a pad. This is nuts. A pad of paper and a pen next in the drawer next to my shower. I do most of my, I, when I was a dance teacher, a choreographer, I would choreograph in the shower too and get out and write. I take most of my notes when I leave the shower. So strange. And in the middle of the night, do you ever do this in the middle of the night? Wake up and use your phone next to yeah. your, is that crazy? What, no, what it's nuts? not. No, I think it's actually economical. Uh, <laughs> seriously. No, yeah. I, mean, I think, by the way, I have, I probably, uh, like in terms of my own, like kind of when yeah. I'm winging this podcast, I would say probably 40% of the episodes right. come from me showering. I do believe, okay, I'm so glad someone else thinks that. I, I, I think like what, I thought it was crazy that I do stuff in the shower, but you know, my son Jonah says the same thing. He, um, his, his, he says, mom, my thoughts happen in the shower. I'm like, okay, it's not just me. <laughs> That's good, yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think there's, and this is, I, I, I kind of want to offer this as a tip. Yeah. Is that A, you should keep a, a little notebook by yeah. your shower. And I keep one by my nightstand. And I usually carry like a little notebook in my pocket so I can okay. scribble something down. Or I have the uh, the memo 
on my Maybe. super phone oh. so I can just start speaking to it whenever it happens. So I think what you're bringing up is like a really important uh, important note thing. So I'm gathering you don't write at the same time every day or do you? Oh, I never, I've never, oh my gosh, my poor editor, my, um, my, I write for publications around the country, like blunt moms and all these mom, scary mommy. And, and they always say to me, <laughs> I know that's the best blunt moms is like my home. It's like, I'm an author for, I actually, a, um, I write for them quite frequently. And my editor always says, what do you got for me today? And I'm like, well, what do you want? And she'll text me, she'll email me and say, well, we're looking for a piece on blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, okay. She's like, well, when can you get it to me? I'm like, uh, today? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, just tell me what you want. I'll write it. I just, my mind, if, if you tell me to write something, I'm going to write it. I think that was the problem with the pilot. When they asked me to write the screenplay, I think they thought it was going to take me six months or a year. And I wrote it in 48 hours. Because, yeah, because when someone says to me, write something, I just write it. I, it doesn't, because I have no formal training. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything is stream of consciousness. So I just, if you told me right now, you know, Jen, I really need an article on, um, you know, lipstick and the colors that happen, blah, blah, blah. And it's my opinion. Now, if you told me to write something factual, probably not because I have to research it. Right. But if it's my opinion on if I like the lipstick and the whatever, blah, 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 I would just sit down and write it. I, it so for me, everything I do is written and I post it. It's all boom, bam. I very rarely edit, you know, anything. I just kind of put it out there. I, I edit for like punctuation and that kind of stuff. But if you read my blog, it's all stream of consciousness. You know, it's how I write. Very. I, I think that is like a beyond a blessing. I am the opposite. I, I am. I am like, I have to trudge through every period and comma. I have no grammar skills to speak of. Do you have Grammarly? I do, but the way I write, because it's a little bit, a little, it's not. You know how to write. Well, like, no, no, I think, no. I, I don't, I was not, you know, where you were sort of like, you kind of yeah. fell into this. So did I. I mean, I was told in the third grade, and I've talked about this a lot, don't write. You won't be a writer. Take woodshop classes. Do anything. Do anything but write. Why do, why do teachers say that to kids? Don't you wonder? I, you know, because I think people project their own crap on top of us. I think you're right. And, and we don't, and we carry it around because we don't know. I, like, I wanted, like, looking back, I can say my third grade teacher was like a, a, just a miserable person. <laughs> She was just miserable. And I'm, she's probably 160 by now. So I think she's probably no longer with us. But what a miserable personality she was. But I, I took that to heart because I couldn't, I didn't have the, the wherewithal. So we, we internalize this right. nonsense. Right. But I think it's wonderful that you don't have sort of like the built-in resistance. A lot of people do where you can just sit down. And it's like, okay, I'll write about this subject. And then you just run with it. I think that's, is, and that was never a problem for you. You just have the ability, okay, I'm going to write and I'm going to churn it out. And you write a telephone, uh, a pilot. And yeah. Well, I called my ex-husband. I will never forget the day. And I said, Mark, you know, they want me to write a pilot, um, you know, for ABC. And, and uh, it has to be done. You know, they want it. And he's like, well, when do they want it? I'm like, well, I don't know. They didn't say, but I've got to do it. And I bought the book, Save the Cat, which is like the screenplay. Every screenwriter has it. And my brother works in LA and he's like, Jennifer, just get, get final draft which is a program that you have to use for screenwriting has right. to be in that form. He's like, just learn final draft and here's save the cat. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I said, Mark, just take the kids for the weekend. Will you? And he's like, well, Jennifer, what? And I locked myself in my bedroom 
read Save the Cat, learned Final Draft, and then spit it out. And, he, and the, it was awful. It was awful. I mean, of course, it wasn't good and they, whatever. But I, I got the first draft to my agent on that Tuesday. So it was like, I guess it was Monday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday. It was longer than 48 hours. It was 72, whatever. And they were like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's my first draft. You wanted the first draft for the pilot. And they were like, what? What is what? You know, who did this? And I'm like, well, it sucks. But you said, you know, like, I don't think I realized the process of it all. Right. Of course not. I was an idiot. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I think, it's, I think it is so, what you're saying is so beautiful and important. <laughs> I think my naivete, sometimes I think naivete helps you because when you don't know, like you just do and you learn. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think not knowing is an incredible, uh, an incredible gift for a lot of us. That, and of course, how do we get back to that thing where we can just spit it out? Because really, I think a lot of uh, what a lot of writers run into the problem of is assuming that they're trying to edit their first draft as they're writing their first draft. And that's a terribly defeating thing. Yes. Write out your terrible first draft. Write it out, spit it out. And I tell my people, people come to me and they say, well, how do you, how do I start? I'm like, what do you mean? Just sit down and spew that. Just put it out there and get it all out. All of it, all of it, all of it. And then go back and change. Just, I just feel like, doesn't that make sense? But then no, it no, it, it, no, it absolutely makes sense. I'm just saying the vast majority of yes. people are so self-critical yes. and have such a vision. In other words, for me, like I've gotten much better at spitting out a bad first draft. Right. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I've got, no, I've gotten really good at just, okay, we just get it out on the table. We, and, then, and then I can read it and go, wow, this is horrible. And now I, but now I have something to fix. Yes, you need to have something to fix because if there's nothing to fix, you have four sentences that you're just struggling on those four sentences. You need a lot more to fix, right? I can't wait to read your book. I'm excited. Well, it, I'm and, excited. and where you, where, where it took you 72 hours to write your Stupid um, pilot that was sucked. You're, you're, well, but but you <laughs> threw it out there. I I still find it genius that you actually showed a human being your first draft. I think that's like crazy. I was like, I look, here it is. They were like, what? <laughs> so it took me seven years what? to write this book. Now that said, it was different though. It, it's total. What's well, a different kettle of fish? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that I was writing a book for probably the first three or four years. That's so cool, though. That is. So I was cool. just spitting out some nonsense about family, but that's that's neither here nor there. You managed to. The part that I love is that you actually took this terrible draft and you showed it to people. <laughs> I I, <laughs> they were like, "Really?" Because yeah, but you need to write your book and just make it into screenplay. Well, at it, some it point. No, I, it, it actually, you know, that's ironically, I've actually had in the last couple of weeks, a couple of people, yeah. uh, people yeah, yeah. approach me that want to option it. I, they haven't even read oh it. Oh my but, God. So what, just the, the I, would, I can't believe it hasn't been done already. Like, yes, go, because I'm telling you. No, I, no, they, they now have, good, they good. have the un, the un, uh, what is it? The uncorrected proof. I love it. Sitting. I love so, it. I mean, who knows what will happen? I mean, it'll be but I think what is really important here is that you are, and like if there's somebody out there that can take this in, is that you're just like a just do it person. Yes, I, I'm very impulsive. My impulsivity actually helped in this situation and most of the times it doesn't. <laughs> most of the well, times it doesn't, but this time it did. Yeah, but, but still, I think that's part of it is that some of the qualities that we have are sort of like, 
both good and not yes. good, but you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I mean, I think your impulsive thing probably backfires in some marginal way here and there. All the but, time. <laughs> ah, 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 forget it. You just keep being you. But that's probably why your, your blog immediately found success is because while people, there's a lot of people that are attempting to strive towards authenticity. It's hard. Whether, and some people are just authentic. Right. Well, I think it's really scary um, for most people. I think at first, I think people read it like, like a train wreck, right? Like a car crash. Like, you know how you don't want to really watch or look at a car crash. So people were like, oh my God, what is she going to write today? And did she really just say that? And oh my. So that's why people were reading the blog at first. Cause they're like, there's no way she just said that. Or did that really come out of her mouth? And so that was the first, you know, and then I look back at my writing in 2014 when I started the blog and I was like, what the, what was I, it was so bad. It was the word so bad. And now it's evolved into at least nice. It's nice as a flow. My voice is different. I'm a little more mature, you know, it, grammatically it's nice It whatever, but you're right. Like, I think people just are scared to actually be authentic. It's hard. It's scary. It's a very scary drop to, you know, like drop off the side of the mountain and just say what you want to say. So, Right. And so do you think you kept doing it because your kids were supportive to you and your, and the ex-husband, obviously he must've, you probably oh, wrote a few things about him that couldn't have oh been my complimentary. Gosh, my poor ex-husband. You know, I used to quote in the book that I, that he actually said to me, he's like, you know, John, you were really, really, how do you say it? You were really difficult to be married to, but you're so pleasant to be divorced from. <laughs> Right. So it's like, thanks, honey. He said it a little differently. I'm trying to G-rate it. But, um, you know, for you. but yeah, and he's, he's the poor thing. I mean, he's been through, he's read a lot and he's just been really good about it. He's, he has, he's been great. It's been, it's been great. I love that. Okay. So if you were to give sort of like one major tip to somebody who's struggling with writing, mm. what would it be? I mean, my, my major thing is just, I mean, how I, I'm honestly just don't, don't give up, right? That sounds, sounds stupid and trite, but like, just keep going. And, and I think my major thing is just, um, you know what I tell people <laughs> to, I always say drunk, no, write drunk and edit sober. Isn't that it? What you're supposed to do? Like, like write drunk and edit sober, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's a good one. Yeah. 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 Have, a, have a glass of wine while you're writing and then make sure that you're, you edit it sober. I, you know, I don't know. I, it's so funny. My kids are like, mom, why are you pouring that glass of wine? I'm like, cause I'm going to start writing it, but then I never drink it. And they're like, why is it still sitting there? I'm like, oh, <laughs> so. well, maybe it was just a symbolic, exactly. you know what I mean? It was just a symbolic energy that you are right. tapping. I just needed it to sit there. <laughs> okay. So if somebody wants to find you, they oh. want to buy your book on right? Amazon. I'm on Amazon and then Barnes and Noble online. Um, I'm a bunch of places, but Amazon is probably easiest. Amazon. And if, is there, how do we find your blog? You're still doing your blog, correct? I am, I am, I am. Um, actually, it's in the transition, but right now it's um, thetruthherbits.com. Okay. Um, and so Hervitz is H-U-R-V-I-T-Z. Thank you. Yes, for spelling it. Yes, the truth Herbits. Um, eventually, I'll be jenniferherbits.com. I'm changing it over. Mm -hmm. um, so everything will be in the same place. The podcast, Doing Divorce Right will be on my, on my Jennifer Hervitz. I'm branding it. So jenniferherbitz.com. So I'll have the book, the blog, the biz, everything in one place because I'm starting divorce coaching. So. And, and you're happy with your life. 
I am. I am happy with my life. Finally, it's been a long haul, right? I mean, yeah, so, and it's it, ups and, and downs. It, that's what life is. It's yes. ups and downs, and try not to take any of it personally because, oh, right? What's yeah. the point? I know, really. What's Why can't we read your book? And you're going to come on my show. I, I'm looking forward to that. We're yeah. doing that uh, sooner than later, I think. Yes, right? I think so. Yes, I, I yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, and we're going to do okay. this. We're just going to do. We'll do this more. <laughs> Just keep talking. <laughs> right. No. About why it. why do we need to stop talking? I don't about want to about ourselves. We just keep talking about ourselves. <laughs> I am a narcissist. What am yeah. I gonna do? Aren't we all a little yes. bit? Yes. No, totally. No, I think that's just part of the human experience. What I else do we so do? Too. I think Okay, so so we either do jenniferhervitz.com, which is coming out when? When is that supposed to be? Um, it's all actually it's it's all together now. So that if you put the truthhervitz.com or jenniferhervitz.com, it takes you to the same place. Okay, perfect. So either yes. one, the truthhervitz.com or jenniferhervitz.com, yes. and you can find your book Doing Divorce Right. That is my podcast. Okay, then what's the name of your book? One happy divorce. One happy divorce. Okay, so there's a whole a whole slew of ways human beings yes. can find you from yes. around the globe, yes. right? Just put in Jennifer Hervitz and Google me. It's all a right. Scary, but that's all right. We're all here to just have fun, right? Enjoy ourselves, not take ourselves too seriously. Right. Throw exactly. it out there, that's whatever. Exactly right. Okay, so you know where to find Jennifer. Uh, as always, if you like what we're doing, I'm supposed to say this at the beginning of the show, but please hit the like button, leave a comment, ask Jennifer a question. I'll make sure that she gets it. Uh, you know, and and let's just keep writing. Finish your stuff. You know, and so anyway, as always, this is Devin Galladay. I was supposed to say this at the beginning too. Devin Galladay, I'm the editor in chief of In the No Traveler, and of course, the author of the forthcoming 10,000 Miles with My Dead Father's Ashes. Find Jennifer at jenniferhervitz.com, doing divorce right and one happy divorce. It's a whole slew, it's a potpourri. So, anyway, that's what we've got for today. Thanks again. Join us again tomorrow because we do writing daily every single day. Jennifer, thanks again for joining. Oh, thanks, Devin. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you again real soon.